I've been doing a lot of workshops recently, a lot of sales workshops and quite a lot of sales mentoring as well. So on this episode of the Sales and Presentation Podcast, I thought I would share with you some of the top questions that I've been asked. So this is a sales Q&A. Welcome to the Sales and Presentation Podcast. This is the podcast for businesses and individuals who want to transform their sales activity, deliver awesome presentations and win more sales pitches. And now, here is your host, Trevor Lee. Welcome, everybody. This is episode 78 of the Sales and Presentation Podcast. I'm here every week. My name is Trevor Lee, and I'm trying to help you become better salespeople and better presenters. That's my that's my challenge as I work through these episodes. Now, on this week's episode, I'm going to be sharing it on YouTube. So there will be some slides that go with this episode so that you can uh, follow it on YouTube and watch the slides if you prefer to do that rather than listen to the audio podcast. So go to my YouTube channel, Trevor Lee Media and you'll find episode 78 sales Q&A on there. So as I say, I've been working, doing a lot of sales workshops recently and a lot of sales mentoring work as well. So I've got five top questions that I keep getting asked and I thought I would share the questions and offer up some answers to those questions during this particular podcast. And talking of sales workshops, if you've got a sales workshop planned or you'd like a speaker at your sales event or your sales or your business conference, your in-house conference or whatever, then do get in touch. I'd be delighted to talk to you about coming along and sharing some of my thoughts and ideas with your sales team to help re-energize them and inspire them to great things, particularly as we go into 2020. So I'm taking bookings now for early 2020. So if you want to get one of those, because I always think January is a great time to, you know, really get your sales team revved up, have your sales conference, have your sales event, have your sales workshop, whatever it might be, get them organized and ready to really make a real big difference to you in 2020. So give me a shout. You can get me Trevor at trevorleemedia.co.uk or give me a call 07785. 390717 and we'll fix something up. Okay, without any further ado, let's crack on and let's look at the five questions that I'm I've been asked most recently in the in the last few months when I've been delivering sales workshops and indeed one-to-one sales mentoring. So here we go. Here's number one. So number one is how do I convert more inquiries? Okay, well, I could do a whole episode, I think, on that in itself. But it's often a problem for businesses, isn't it? You get lots of people, you know, making inquiries. They're keen to buy or seemingly keen to buy. And then for whatever reason, it just doesn't happen. So here are a few thoughts. First of all, just check how easy is it to buy from you in the first place? Whatever you're doing, whatever your service or product you're offering, if you've got an inquiry, that's great. But is it then easy to buy from you afterwards? And when you do get an inquiry, how good are you at asking questions? Because it may well be that you're supplying the wrong information to your customer. So asking precise questions is a really, really important part of sales these days. And so you need to be asking great questions, not just what you might call ordinary or fundamental questions, but really, really get some great questions to ask. And of course, don't forget the rules of asking questions. You ask the question and then listen to the answer. Very often in sales, things go wrong because we, we don't listen. We're too busy thinking about the next question. And try not to interrupt. You've asked a question. Someone's given you an answer. Let them answer you. Try not to interrupt. And then don't forget to confirm and clarify what they've said. Again, in sales, there's a lot of opportunities wasted through assumption. 
We assume we know what the client wants. We didn't actually confirm it with them. And then we talk to them or send them something in the post or the you know proposal or whatever in the post. But you know what I mean? So you've got to get that right. If you're looking at this on YouTube, you're going to now see two grids in front of you. One is a questions grid called Know Your Customer. And I'll put these on the Trevor Lee Media website for the show notes for this episode so you can download them if you want them. But there are three, you know, three things on that grid. Questions that customers ask you, questions you need to ask, and key concerns that customers have. So it's really worth, you know, looking and thinking about those in advance knowing that the sort of things you're going to get asked. Because I suspect around 80% of your customers ask you the same sort of questions about your product or service, particularly if it's a service. And also think about, you know, what are the compelling reasons that people will buy from you? Again, there's a grid here, just uh, just a very straightforward thing. You know, it says compelling reason one, compelling reason two, and compelling reason three. But think about those. And don't be tempted to put great customer service, because frankly, everybody will put that. So what really stands you out from your competition? Because if the customer doesn't know that when they're making their inquiry or doesn't find that out when they're making their inquiry, that could one of the reasons why you're maybe not converting as much as you'd like to. And then in terms of making it easy for buy, then are you offering alternatives? Is it just a straightforward take it or leave it when customers want to buy from you? Or have you got some choice? Because think about the psychology of buying. We like to feel as though we're in control of the buying situation. So make sure that you offer some alternatives. Because if you don't, then you you sort of take it or leave it chance. That's kind of the answer, I think, in a roundabout sort of way to, to number one. And question number two is very much linked to this because it sort of says, how can I stop my follow-up emails being ignored? Well, first of all, we have to remember that People are getting lots and lots of emails. And of course, we have tons and tons of distractions these days. So with the best will in the world, we might say, send me an email, you know, and then we ignore it because we've got so many other things going on. So you really are competing hard. How can you stop being ignored? Well, think about things that you can do differently. So first of all, if you're doing an email follow up, which most people do, then check what you're putting in there. Are you saying things like, just checking, just wondering. In other words, just checking if you've read my email, just wondering if you got my email. (laughs) Well, how interesting is that? And, you know, those sort of emails, you know, chances are you won't get a response to that sort of thing. You have to make, you have to do something that is worthwhile for the person receiving your email. So just checking and just wondering is not worthwhile. What is worthwhile is adding some further value to the situation. You might put that in a sense of, oh, since I sent you my first proposal, I've been thinking more carefully about your business. And I've noticed that, whatever it might be, something that you didn't include in the first time round. So I've decided it would be great. I think it could work well if I do, whatever it might be. But something else that they can, you know, take notice of and that sort of thing. Because, you know, this is all about maintaining momentum. Because you had momentum at the point, presumably, when they asked you to send that proposal through to them. Now you feel as though you've been ignored, which means you've lost momentum. So you have to rest the momentum back. And another way that's beginning to happen, and it's happening, you know, maybe not so much in the UK at the moment, but certainly in other places, is, you know, think about sending a video email as a follow-up, not another written email. Why send a video email? Well, how many of you have received a video email? I bet if you did, you'd open it. And there's an opportunity. And also, if you send a video email, then you'll be in it. 
And we know that sales is all about knowing people and then feeling as though you like them, you trust them. So if you send a video email, they can see you, they can hear you, they can feel as though they're getting to know you. And that will put you a step ahead as if, you know, because you could be any old person, couldn't you send in a, an email? And let's face it, we get a lot of spammy emails. So, you know, you may send some emails that go into spam or, or just don't get trusted. So think about it. There are lots of providers out there now. You can do your own, you know, shoot it on your phone, just upload it through MailDrop or something like that. Don't make it too long, though, if it's a video email. Just make it brief, but at least explain to people what you're going to do. Right, question number three is, is people who offer a service often ask me this. How do I attract customers in the first place? Because if I haven't got any, if I'm not attracting customers, how can I create any sales? So I'm offering a service. Well, the first tip I'm going to give here is one that uh, I'm going to lay claim to a guy called Brian Burns, who runs a podcast in the States called The Brutal Truth About Sales and Selling. And Brian has a phrase that is give before you take. If you can offer people something, then that's going to give you a better opportunity, isn't it? attracting customers in the first place. Sales has a bad reputation because all we want to do is sell, sell, sell. Just ring people up and we want them to buy and we get a bit annoyed if they don't. <laughs> so, you know, those days have gone. You've got to work on sales. You've got to work hard at them and you can't just expect people to fall over. And, you know, do you really want to be one of those people who are banging out 100 calls hoping that two might convert into sales? It's not that much fun, is it? Let's face it. So let's put a bit of quality into the sales that we're making or the sales opportunities that we're making. So if we want to attract people to us, then we need to get on the radar. So we can we can give before we take, and that could be simply some advice. Let's assume that whatever you're offering, you know a lot about. You're pretty much the expert in that field. So offer people some advice. Offer them some ideas as well about not only about how they might use your product or service, but you know, related around it. Because you know, oh, I never thought of that, Trevor. That's a good idea. Thanks for that. Where does that leave me? Well, much better position than I'm just sending out something dull that looks like everybody else's dull message. So, you know, get yourself known. Get your ideas out there. And don't forget, you know, you can share your advice and ideas by being a speaker. You know, I, I think, you know, I'm not just saying this because I teach people and coach people how to do presentations, but clearly if you need my help, <laughs> you know, speaking is a great way. Wherever you are in the world, there's bound to be local business networking events looking for people to share top advice, not to turn up and bang on about you and your company and how great you are and how many trophies you've won and all that nonsense, okay? But to go and speak and share your ideas and share your expertise and your advice. So if I leave that, that networking event, I've heard you speak for 15 minutes and I think, oh, that's a good idea, you know, I'll write that down. That's a great piece of advice. Then that's gonna position you ahead of everybody else. So when I am thinking I need your service, then you're, you know, you're higher up my thought process list, if you like. And that all, you know, we mentioned choice earlier, but choice is important. Because if you're offering me a service, then give me give me some opportunity to, you know, pick and choose which one I might think would be best for me. You can then steer me in the direction of the one you really think I ought to be buying and make sure that is the one I want to buy and not the one you want to sell, of course. And then, you know, again, going back to Brian Burns, Brian goes on about go slowly to a yes, don't be racing to a no. And that really is important as well. I don't want to be pressurized as a buyer. I want to be nudged and steered, but I don't want to feel as though I've got to make a decision. I've got to say yes to you today. So, you know, try not to do it in that way. And then trust will come because, you know, we live in a digital world, but let's not forget that people buy from people. 
that's really important as well. So hopefully, you know, there's a few thoughts and ideas about how to attract people to you in the first place, because if you're not having conversations with people, then you're not going to be making connections and that sort of thing. Number four is going to be, how do I get a meeting with a potential key customer? Question number four, how do I get a meeting with a key potential customer? Now, when I work, I've worked with some people recently and they say, oh yeah, but I can I, I can never get past the gatekeeper. It's not a great term, is it? Gatekeeper, for goodness sake. But it is true. There are people who aren't, you know, still take calls, you know, when you're ringing an organization. So in an ideal world, of course, you would have straight access to the person you want to talk to. But simply that doesn't work in that way all of the time, does it? So you do have to make a friend of that person. So a really important part of getting a meeting is to have really good people skills. In sales nowadays, people skills is probably one of the most important one skills you can have. You know, I can't remember when I was, you know, learning and growing up and being a salesperson back in the day. No one ever talked to me about people skills ever. Quite, you know, it was all about closing techniques and opening lines and all this sort of stuff, yeah? But people skills is really important because, as we saw in a slide a few minutes ago, people buy from people. So work on your people skills. And to do that, you know, think in terms of making it personal. So if you do need someone to help you get to the person you really want to talk to, then, you know, think about them and how they feel and what will make them want to be motivated to help you. Because if it's put me through, please. Or, or you try and con them by pretending you're some, you know, you've got this relationship with Dave, you know, and you haven't really. Then that's, you know, that's that's a risky strategy, I think. So make it personal. Get and you know, make them feel like as though you know you're asking for their help. They are human at the end of the day. These people as well. So treat them like the most important person in the company, because in your views they are. Because if they don't help you get through to the right person, you know, you're stuffed. So right now, you know, if they can help you, they are the most important person. And then if you want to have a meeting, well, think about this as a strategy. You know, think about offering some unusual times. So what do I mean by this? Well, if someone says to me, oh, Trevor, I'd like to have a meeting with you. Um, I could do 11 o'clock on one. I could do 10 o'clock. I could do three o'clock. So what goes through my mind is, well, what goes through your mind if you get that invitation? Is it that you think that means you're going to meet in for an hour. Okay. Despite what the calendar thing says. 11 o'clock, it usually defaults to 11 till 12. Yeah? 2 till 3. So it's an hour. And I'm thinking, I, don't, I haven't got an hour. So, I'm not, so I might turn you down. So here's, here's a thought. Try this. Yeah? Just see what happens. Offer meetings at times which aren't on the hour or the half hour. So offer times like 9.40 or, or 11.10 or 2.50 in the afternoon, okay? See what happens. Because I think psychologically that, that person is thinking, you're going to be there 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah, I can give you 10 or 15 minutes. And it may be that the meeting does take a bit longer than that. But if it helps you get through the door, then great. Some people try and set up meetings, you know, by connecting one LinkedIn and, you know, that sort of thing. And, send, you know, starting the getting a meeting process through LinkedIn. That's fine because, you know, in a lot of cases, I might look at LinkedIn and, and come back to it more than I might do if I was, uh, you know, looking at my email or, or something like that. 
But, you know, don't send me a LinkedIn invitation that looks like this. Hey, Trevor, I'd like to join your LinkedIn network. Because that is lazy. And it means, I think, when I see that, that you're not really that bothered anyway. You're just trying to collect numbers, frankly. So send me something personal. You know, maybe like this. I might have met you at a business show or I might have spotted something on your website or I might have found we've got a connection in common even. Anything at all that makes it look half personal. or Well, not half personal, totally personal. Because that really is important. And, um, you know, it does make a difference because throughout all of this, you're just trying to make it easy to have people to say yes to you. Yes, I will have that meeting with you. So great. So do, do that as much as you can. Right, next question. Very general question. How do I grow sales? <laughs> well, if I knew the answer to that, then uh, I don't think I'd be doing this podcast anymore. <laughs> I wouldn't have time. But how do I grow sales? Well, okay, let's have a think about some of the things that we might do. Well, I think the three key words, when I'm working with people in sales workshops, I think if you've got these three key words in your armory as part of what you offer, then that's going to be helpful in growing your sales. And that is knowledge, attitude, and mindset. So get as much knowledge as you can about what you offer, what your what the state of the market is, your knowledge about your potential customer. You know, whatever you do, don't go into a first meeting with a customer and start asking them questions about their business that you could have found out. You know, prove to them that you've done your homework and your research. They'll be impressed by that. You've got to have the right attitude in sales. And you and I know everybody listening to this go, well, that's bloody that's obvious, isn't it? Well, it is, but is it true? Because not everybody's got the right attitude. Some people, you know, we're all human. We can't be on the ball and fully energized and perfect every minute of the day. But having the right attitude is, is important. And also having the right mindset. Because if you believe and visualize success, I think that will spill over into your customer, particularly if you're having a, a face-to-face meeting with a customer. So, you know, it's all about those three things. And then what else can you do to help grow sales? Well, as we said right at the beginning of this podcast, you know, help the buyer to buy. Make it as easy as possible. So check the barriers to sales that you have in your company. You might be surprised how many barriers there are that stop people buying. So check it. You know, do that thing I've talked about in previous podcasts. Just try and buy something through every channel through which your product or service is available and see what happens. And sales is all about creating opportunities. So when opportunities come along, you need to be alert and you need to be ready to take full advantage of them because that that is an important part of what you of what you do if you're going to grow sales is is being just ready and alert for those opportunities. And of course, if it's a new customer that's, you know, come to you, then, you know, the best way of growing sales is to create that first impression that's a really good one because again it's really important we don't underestimate how important that first impression is and check also because if marketing is driving people into your business then check what the first points of contact are and who the first points of contact are and are they giving the right first impression of your organization particularly if you've got people to come in through a door into your showroom or your shop or your office or somewhere like that what happens in that first nine seconds? Because I've asked people the question over the last couple of years that these workshops I've been running. So how long have you got to make a first impression? And you know, some people say three seconds and some people say 20 seconds. But 
you know, taking all the all the numbers that have been thrown up, the average has come down to about nine. I think when I first put this slide up, I started at 30 and then people have, have beaten me down to nine. So, you know, a first impression will help you grow sales. And don't forget that existing customers can be a really, really good source of sales growth. They trust you. They're buying from you. So why don't why can't they buy more from you? A lot of us are afraid to ask existing customers to buy more services or products from us because we think, oh, we don't want to rock the boat. We're quite happy with what they're doing now. But the last thing you want an existing customer to say is, oh, Trevor, I didn't know you did that. So, and that's hard, isn't it? You know, because you've got to make sure that you, you know, you don't, I know you don't want to feel too salesy with an existing customer. But for them, if you do offer something that they want and need and they don't know about, they're going to be disappointed if you haven't told them. So, you know, do that. And of course, in all of that, you know, one of the ways of growing sales is to is to ask for the order. <laughs> it's obvious, isn't it, really? But, uh, you know, we're, we're sometimes we're, we're great at getting to the point where we've got our proposal ready and we've put it forward and we've done all those things. But we've not actually said, would you like to buy this? When would you like to buy this? All those sort of things. So just ask for the order. Let's get cracking. Let's make this happen. Let's get a date in the diary for me to deliver this service. And when you do ask for the order or you've put and you've put your proposal to somebody and they're mulling it over and they're thinking about it, then, you know, one of the most important skills in sales is the ability to simply shut up. There, there was a bit of silence there <laughs> because it is important because the last thing you want to do is if someone's about to say yes, is interrupt them with some piece of information that you've probably told them already and then they lose their momentum and they then move from saying yes to, or maybe I'll think about it, or worst case scenario, nah, I've decided not to. Okay, so there we go. I hope that's been useful. Those are five sales questions that uh, often come up. And one final top tip, sorry, final top tip. I was going to say it's time for me to shut up and <laughs> finish this podcast. But one final top tip, and that is in business sometimes to grow sales, you need to be this. You need to be lucky. Things will happen and you go, wow, that was lucky. I met that person or that person came in or something happened. And that does, in business, that is a part of it. Sometimes you have to be lucky. Be lucky in business. But you have to, you know, you can create your own luck as well. And if you're in the service sector, you know, and you're sitting in your office all day and you're not getting out and meeting people, then you're not going to be as lucky maybe as if you go to a networking event or you go to a conference or something and you bump into somebody and you meet them and that's that's part of the luck, isn't it? And they turn into a customer. That's really lucky. And then finally, if you want to grow sales, give the impression that you're enjoying what you do. <laughs> because I strongly believe that, particularly when you're looking to work with people on a long-term basis, that if they think it's enjoyable working with you, whether you've got a product or a service that you offer, then that's going to you know cement the business relationship. And I think this is a factor that we often overlook when we're talking about what we would call the serious side of things in business. So enjoy it. I enjoy doing this podcast. I hope you enjoy you know listening to this podcast. If you do enjoy listening to the podcast, then make sure you press the subscribe button on your podcast app so that it'll drop into your inbox every Monday morning. 
That's the plan to get a podcast out every Monday. And there are 70, this is episode 78, so there are 77 back episodes that you can you can dive into and get all sorts of stuff about presentation skills and sales skills and all that sort of stuff as well. So thank you very much for listening. Um, as I said earlier, if you're looking for someone to come in and re-energize your sales team and you know challenge your sales activity, then give me a shout. You can get me at Trevor at Trevor Lee Media. .co.uk. I'm sure that'll uh, be mentioned again before the end of the podcast. But that's the end of the show. I am going to be uh, looking to interview a few more people. I've not really done any interviews on the podcast so far, but I've got one or two lined up. So uh, I hope you'll enjoy those interviews. They're coming up very soon, and uh, and they'll they'll drop into the podcast app. Finally, if you, you know if you really have enjoyed the show, then uh, you know drop a review. That would be terrific as well. Um, thank you very much. I look forward to the next uh, sharing the next show with you very very soon. Thank you for listening. The Sales and Presentation Podcast is a production of Trevor Lee Media. If your organization needs to transform its sales activity and re-energize its sales team, or you need help with a key presentation or sales pitch, then please get in touch with Trevor via Trevor at trevorleemedia.co.uk or call him on 07785 390 717. If you enjoyed the podcast, please do leave a review on iTunes or via your podcast app. Thank you.